Oh yeah, episode 20, here we go. Last time out, I said there would be an announcement forthcoming, and it is this. Right now, I am on my way to the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis, Indiana. Going to stay with some friends up there. It's going to be a good time. Uh, I'm actually working for Bally Sports, helping their national desk put out some content the whole week of the Combine. Anyone who's followed my career from mid-Missouri, from Tulsa, from Knoxville, or elsewhere knows that this is a pretty big deal for me. So I'm really excited. I look forward to putting out episodes all week long on this podcast. And to kick off this week, why not bring on a bona fide NFL draft prospect? He went to the University of Chattanooga, and he's just a kid from good old Knoxville, Tennessee. We just missed each other when I was working there for three football seasons, but he went to Farragut High School, ended up playing for the Mocs down in Chattanooga. It's Cole Strange. We caught up, and this is our conversation. Enjoy. Pleased to be joined by uh, former University of Tennessee Chattanooga offensive lineman Cole Strange. Go Mox. Cole, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. You have prepared for the Combine down in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, what exactly are you trying to fine-tune leading up to the big event? So I guess every single one of the drills, you know, the 40, the pro shuttle, the L drill, um, the bench press, the broad jump, all that stuff. We, we've been working on that stuff, like I, I was just saying, a little bit back in December, but since January uh, as well. So we're kind of trying to cover all of our grounds. And you've been working with Exos the whole time? Yes, sir. When they broke down your game, what tendencies or things to correct did they identify right off the bat? We have um, an offensive line coach who's been working with us, Josh Sitton. Um, he played for the Packers and for the Bears and the Dolphins so, uh, a few years back. Um, and we, we've worked with him since January, uh, three days a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, he'd come by and work with us. And there was a time where we would sit down and have our film pulled up and he would watch it with us. But it wasn't, uh, for the most part, the work we've been doing here is more so geared towards combine drills. Which drill have you seen the most growth in your performance since you got started? I think probably the uh, the L drill or the shuttle. Um, I'm not saying my time is phenomenal. It's just that at the beginning, it was really rough. <laughs> you know, um, I had, uh, you know, the 40, it, my time has gotten better. But for the most part, like, you know, if you can just run straight, you're good. But there's a lot of technique involved with L drill and with the, with the shuttle. So... I would say probably more improvement there. Was it so much the the starting and stopping and trying to get your barons under you as you went side to side? Exactly. Because it's kind of one of those things where you want to run the drill full speed to get the best time that you can, but you want to spend as little time as you can touching the line. You know, so there's like, there's a way you need to position your feet. There's on the L drill, there's specific steps that you need to take. And I had no clue coming in what that was. So whenever they taught us that, it helped quite a bit. How much of a mental hurdle was it to adjust to a drill that you maybe didn't have too much experience doing, but trying to perfect and fine tune that each and every rep? It's kind of tough, um, especially because that's stuff that all of those drills are drills that like we've never really done before, you know, did a little bit in high school, but I never really took serious. And, you know, I ran the 40 and, and I tried to work on it. And like I worked at this place outside of football, but you know, we worked on football stuff and we worked on working out for football. It wasn't so much for those drills. So 
it was kind of tough, but that's all we've been doing. So, you know, it's definitely got better. You mentioned high school. You hail from Knoxville, Tennessee, went to Farragut High School, where you were coached by the legendary, great Eddie Courtney, happens to be a friend of mine. I worked there just after you left. I was there for three football seasons, um, 16, 17, and 18. You can actually see the Channel 10 <laughs> t-shirt there. Um, Eddie Courtney, what memories or favorite moments did you have with, with Coach Courtney? Wait, I, before I just have a question, did you play there? No, no, no. I uh, I worked there for three years. I'm I I'm from St. Louis, but I I worked in Knoxville for for three years. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. For a second, I was about to say, <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to. I don't know how old you were. You know, some people look older. It's like this guy looks old for. No, you kicked my ass in high school. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you know, I I like Coach Courtney a lot. I actually still kind of stay in touch with him. Um, I heard that he retired, uh, and I kind of heard that news a little bit late. I think it happened. Uh, what was it earlier this year or I heard about a month or so after it happened. I know that he had um, struggled a little bit with prostate cancer and had stepped aside. I don't know what the current status of that program is. Um, but I know that, I mean, he <laughs> built it up and by the time I left, they were constantly every year in six a competing for, uh, for championships, but just a really, really cool dude. No. Yeah, he is great. I, I, every time I go back home, uh, back in Knoxville, I'd always work out at the gym and I normally text him or call him and he'll come and open it up for me. And we'll normally talk about football or Farragut or Chattanooga. And, uh, so I'm still close with coach Courtney. Who inspired your love for football? You know, I kind of always had a love for it myself. My dad introduced me to it. You know, he, uh, me and my brother played uh, little league out in Lenore city, which is a little bit outside of Farragut. Um, but you know, he, he coached a little bit in Little League, and I don't know. You know, I was, I'm was i three years younger than my brother, and whenever he started playing, I would come to the practices, and I, I wouldn't be playing, but I would be trying to get involved and trying to get into the drills, like, without any equipment on and three years younger than everybody else that he was playing with, too. So, um, I don't know. I guess I, I just – from the time I can remember seeing and hearing, like, I just love football. Was he a lineman as well, your brother? He was. He was a lineman from the get-go. <laughs> I kind of turned into a lineman whenever I got into uh, high school and a little bit a little bit later in high school and college. What was the dream? What did you want to be? Position-wise? Yeah. You know, I never really position uh, – like, I never, uh, like, uh, envisioned myself playing a specific position. I played defense and offense all throughout Little League. Um, in high school, I played linebacker. And then my senior year, I played – uh, defensive end and tight end. And from the time I'm in Little League, I played every position except for defensive back. You know, I played quarterback, offensive line when I was much younger, uh, a little running back. So at different times, I picture myself, you know, running the ball for a living, which is hysterical to think about now. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm, I'm good to, work, to play wherever. I've always been that way. You just finished playing and going through drills at the Senior Bowl down in Mobile. Uh, what did you learn about yourself in terms of what kind of schemes you fit in and, and where your best strengths are blocking-wise? So we ran a lot of outside zone and duo, and that's very similar to what we ran in Chattanooga. We ran outside zone as much as anything. Um, and I felt like I fit into that scheme pretty well. You know, uh, we ran some counter. Uh, we did run a little bit of inside zone, but 
the bulk of what we ran was outside zone duo. And then on the actual game day, we, we ran quite a bit of counter, but I felt comfortable in every, everything. You said you were paired with the jet staff for, for a lot of the time there. I went through interviews there. What concerns or feedback did teams express to you in terms of sort of a consistent thread of, of what you may need to improve on? So a couple of teams, uh, scouts that I talked to that I asked, um, the jet staff didn't really touch on this. I think I, maybe I did a decent job at the senior bowl of not getting too high, but the scouts told me that sometimes whenever I get engaged with the blocker, I'll kind of pop up. And so I need to focus on keeping my leverage and staying low while I'm blocking. Um, and then sort of similar with the hands, just making sure that I stay more diligent on shooting my hands in the correct spot, not missing with them or not getting them out too wide. But I felt like I did um, pretty good with, with that at the senior bowl and uh, the coaches at the senior bowl didn't necessarily have any specific corrections regarding that stuff. A couple was with the hands, but for the most part, it was kind of like in pass blocking. You know, if you see a guy uh, bowling to set back and, and try to see it and, and, you know, kind of get low so that way you can take it on. But um, I would say for the most part, that's kind of what I heard, but that was just from scouts that I'd asked. It's good to get that feedback. I was reading a scouting report from CBS sports it says you play with good leverage and it says something about marrying his hands and feet in space. Can you explain what that means? In space? Well, I'm assuming that probably means maybe on a screen. Um, maybe they could mean in space if you're doing one-on-ones at tackle. But the best example would be maybe during pass blocking. Um, if you can continue to move your feet, regardless of what's going on with your hands, that's really how you win every single rep. You know, you win with your feet and with your hips. If you're able to get your hands in on somebody, and you know, and you can get them locked up and grab them. Um, that helps, but you know, if if you're blocking somebody and your hands completely extended and they're away from you, you know, you're not going to be able to block anybody. You got to have your hips in front of you. And the same goes for when you're in space. You know, like if you're out in space and someone kind of like makes a move on you and you know cuts inside and you kind of just lean and lunge and hit them with your hand, you're not going to do anything. Like you have to have your hips in front of them. You know. If you're able to get a hand on them, uh, you know, sometimes that's enough to get them out of the way. So that way the wide receiver, the running back, whoever has the ball can, you know, make, make some sort of play. But you have to have your hips and your feet under yourself whenever you're blocking and you're shooting your hands. I guess that's what that means. I haven't really heard that too much. I don't know if that's coaching slang, but I, none of my coaches have ever said that. But yeah, specifically um, for word. yeah, I think it was in terms of like – things to improve on it, it was that and it said hands can get wide in pass protection which you had just mentioned as well so i didn't know what the marrying of the hands and feet was or what they were they were meaning there um, but that's interesting what were some examples of good games for you when you knew that you had your hips and your footwork coordinated well at chattanooga i'd say kentucky was a good example of a game i feel like i played really well against them um, I had a couple plays where I had a couple plays where I'd messed up in the North Alabama game, but I think that was maybe one or two that stuck out on film. Other than that, I think I had a really good, excuse me, a really good game against them as well. Um, and I also think I played well against ETSU. Good programs in the FCS and Kentucky as well, a SEC uh, team. You stayed 
at Chattanooga through the pandemic, through a, a super senior year, six total years in the program. In, in what great, right? Extend college for as long as you can. Uh, in what areas were those extra years able to refine you into a draft ready NFL caliber player? I think this past year was probably it did as much for me as any other year did. Um, in the off season, I found myself I spent a lot more time working on o-line technique in the previous years i'd kind of just stayed in the weight room and I, I worked in the weight room plenty this past off season but i also i just spent more time focusing on actually learning the position you know actually working on the techniques and pass blocking not so much in the run blocking game i feel like a lot of that's kind of mentality and you know coaches coach that differently a lot of the times but in pass blocking you know like what you were just saying like marrying your hands and your feet together you know like something i still you know need to work on and can get better at, but I worked on that a ton over the offseason. Um, so I think that the extra COVID year definitely helped me. How flexible are you in terms of moving from guard to center to taking on different rules on the line? I feel pretty comfortable playing pretty much anywhere. I played guard, center, and tackle at Chattanooga, and I only played a couple games at center, and that was back in 2019. And I played the whole week uh, down in Mobile down at center. So I, I feel. I feel pretty good playing anywhere on the line. What specific feedback to center playing center did you get from the, the scouts and the teams there? So mm -hmm. every rep that I took was at center, all the one-on-one -on -one pass rushes, um, all of them were also at center. And so, you know, there's a couple of plays where I got beat wide and I, you know, they told me just make sure I get a little bit more vertical in my set, not set so flat to the line um, for bull rushes, making sure that you get low so that you can get your hips behind yourself and actually take it on instead of, you know, being up high and getting pushed back. Um, but, yeah, stuff like that. And as far as the run game, um, they taught us the technique and we worked on it in individual drills. Um, and, you know, they would kind of try to critique it during film. But for the most part, it was just trying to get it back to the hand placement that they taught us, which, uh, you know, I, I did a fairly decent job of, but it was kind of just constantly trying to work to get your hands in the right place, depending on what the play was. If it was outside zone, having them a certain way, as opposed to, you know, duo or counter. Off the field, what kind of a leader or a locker room guy are they getting, Cole Strange? Well, they're definitely getting more of a leader uh, than I think I was when I was younger. I tried to lead by example, and I just didn't really feel too comfortable doing a whole bunch of talking as I got older. And I saw that there was kind of a need for that, you know, a, a leader or someone, you know, to step up. We had uh, leaders, but I just felt naturally it's kind of my place to to start speaking up and and uh you know if some if I saw something that was wrong or if someone was doing the wrong thing showing up late to meetings you know like just kind of holding them accountable and calling them out and saying like you know this isn't how it's supposed to be done um and there there are plenty of times where that happened there are plenty of times where stuff happened in practice where I would pull guys aside and talk to them but they are getting a leader they're getting somebody who's only going to add to the culture of making a team more physical, playing tougher, not, you know, being soft. I've been on teams that I felt like were soft and, you know, people weren't held accountable. And I just, I don't think that's good for, for winning or like in anything in life, but I just think that's the worst. So, um, yeah, if, if that makes sense, it's kind of a roundabout answer, but that's who they'll be getting. You've gotten pretty good, 
scouting reports and and rankings leading up to this draft. Uh, Many national publications see you as a starter at the NFL level. They see you as uh, an everyday, every week, every Sunday player. What do you need to prove on Friday? (laughs) I'm not saying that the combine isn't important because I think it is crucial. But I've heard from multiple sources that for offensive linemen, a lot of the times they kind of check the box. Scouts, I mean, offensive line coaches. I talked to an offensive line coach and he said that he didn't pay any attention to any of it, <laughs> which is kind of funny because I've, I very much treat it like it's important. And so the way I'm coming into it is I've been working on all of these drills, the 40, the shuttle, the L drill since December, really, really focusing on it since early January. So I'm going to try and prove that I'm as quick, like I'm above average in, in all the drills regarding quickness, above average in speed. I know that there's been questions about my weight. Some teams have kind of talked about me, how they want me to be over 310 up into the 315, 320 range. And so I know that that comes with, you know, naturally that comes with doubts of, okay, is he strong enough? So I guess, uh, you know, I, I think I, I think I did a decent job at the senior bowl showing that, you know, I have some power behind me, but I think it's really important to do well on the bench press. Um, but having said all that, I've heard from numerous sources that, a lot of the O-line coaches and, you know, coaches in general don't regard it as highly for offensive linemen. The interviews and the medical evaluations are really important. And so for me, that'll mostly pertain to the interviews. But I'm treating the entire thing like a business trip. Every bit of it matters, um, just like a game. Like there's no part of it that I'm going to take easy, even if, even if it's not regarded from a coach. Like I'm going to be incredibly competitive and do everything I can to get the best time or number that I can get. You could be the first Chattanooga mock selected in the NFL draft since Corey Levin went to the Titans. How much communication have you ever had with him? Because you crossed paths at Chattanooga for a year, right? So it was for one season. It was that fall season uh, that he was a senior and I was coming in as a freshman. Um, And we talked very, very little. I hadn't really talked to him since then. Um, I know we follow each other on Twitter, but I think that's but I did talk to Someone else that was his age was Keontae Davis. He played defensive line at Chattanooga and went to the Patriots. Um, I talked to him a little bit this past year. What kind of insights or expectations did he prepare you for uh, going up to the NFL level? So for the most part, we whenever he was talking to me, we were that was still during the season. Um, I haven't talked to him since since the last. Uh, I guess it was back in September, maybe October. Um, and he was kind of talking to me about the agent selection um, and just kind of playing in general, you know, your senior year, like, you know, it, it wasn't necessarily anything that I hadn't heard before, but just making sure that you, you know, like it's your last year, you know, like leave it all on the field, like everything you prepared for, this is what it is. Um, but he talked to me more so about the agents uh, than anything, not necessarily telling me what his, what he thinks, just kind of give me insight as, you know, whenever you haven't dealt with that before, it's kind of a weird situation to navigate because a bunch of guys are, you know, coming to you and all of them sound sort of similar. So it's hard to pick like, okay, well, who's better than the rest if they all sound similar, you know? Best of luck in that regard if you haven't already settled. I have, I have, but it was, it was, it was definitely a time consuming uh, endeavor for sure. Hmm. Hope to have those troubles one day as well. Um, (laughs) How much of an improvement have you seen since, going to Exos quite a bit you know a bunch of it's kind of it's tough to see at just like the the naked eye um 
it was something that our speed coach was kind of telling us about the other day. Like a tenth of a second is like so fast. You know, if two people were racing and one of them was ran a, a four five as opposed to a, a four six in the forty, you know, like it would almost be indiscernible if you were just watching them to see who's faster. You know, a lot of it's like you can't even click your your thumb on the timer fast enough to make up some of these times. So a lot of it doesn't feel like that much of an improvement. But when you look at the time, um, <laughs> it, it, there is a difference. It's kind of hard to see, though. Well, Cole, what else would you like fans, coaches, future NFL teammates to know? Man, I'll swap my head. I can't think of anything. I guess whoever gets me, you know, I guess they're going to see soon enough. <laughs> All right. Well, Cole Strange, thank you so much for joining the show. I appreciate your time. Um, Good luck at the NFL Combine. Thank you. I appreciate it. And that's just a taste of what's to come. If you liked that conversation or any other episode on this podcast, please like and subscribe it on the platform of your choice. Share it with someone you love and look forward to content all week long from Bally Sports. Mike Silver and I hope to put out some good content all week long for Bally Sports. And coming up tomorrow, we'll have North Dakota lineman and draft prospect Matt Well, let's go on. He's been training down in Arizona. Look forward to hearing his comments about the NFL Combine. Thanks so much. Have a good one.